Welcome to day 14 and chapter 14. This proverb again is packed with nuggets of wisdom. There is so much to ponder on and apply in each one of our lives. But because of the brevity of time, again, we will meditate on few verses. But do please take time to read chapter 14 during the day whenever time permits. Verse 1, verse 7 and verse 11 contrasts the way the wise and the foolish build their house. It says, the wise builds the house but the foolish tears it down. Verse 11, the tent of the godly is stronger than the house of the wicked. Notice the contrast again in the words, tents and the house. The tent of the godly is stronger than the house of the wicked. What does it mean? If your foundation is not strong, you cannot help but tear your house down. If your foundation is not deep, your house stands no chance to face the winds of time. In short, foundations matter. Foundations matter both to our houses and to our lives. There's a story that flashed in our newspapers of a very brilliant boy who always scored 100% in science, got selected for IIT Madras and came out with flying colors, went to the University of California for MBA and got a very high paying job in America and settled there, married a beautiful Tamil girl and bought a five room big house and a luxury car, in fact cars. In fact, he had everything that made him successful, but to the horror of his family and his friends, he shot his wife and his children and committed suicide himself. Well, what went wrong? The California Institute of Clinical Psychology studied his case and found what went wrong. Did you know what the researchers concluded? The case concluded that the man was programmed for success, but he was not trained for handling failure. The man was programmed for success, he was not trained for handling failure. It is said that a crisis doesn't make a person, but a crisis reveals a person. A crisis does not make a person, but a crisis reveals a person. May I say, we don't come with ready-made foundations to life. We make them and life circumstances often reveals the strength and the weaknesses of our foundations. In fact, in Matthew chapter 7 and 21 to 27, Jesus emphasized the need of building on a good foundation for he said, if you hear my words and apply them. So hearing alone is not enough. He says, if we apply the words that we hear from the Lord and live by them, we will be like the man who built his house on the rock. The winds will hit it by the sides, the rain from the top and the floods from below, but he shall not be shaken. May I ask, when you are hit by a sudden sickness, when you are hit by a sudden job loss, a slash in your salary, a sudden death in the family, does it reveal the weakness of your foundation or does it reveal the strength of your foundation? We are all called to build my friends, but some build it on the sand and some on the rock. Look at verse 12 now. It says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Now notice the word seem. The proverb doesn't say the way is right, but it says it appears to be right, but the end proves the choice. You know, oftentimes when we are driving as a family, as a man, I find it so difficult to stop and ask for directions. I think it's a perennial problem with all the men. I'm like, I know it, I know it, I know we're going right. Believe me, we will get to the right place. But we have ended up places that are uh, in all sense, no man's land. Yes, the way seemed to be right, but at the end, it proved to be wrong. 
Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In fact, the New Living Translations read, Do not be impressed with your own wisdom. Seek the Lord and He will show the path we must take. Therefore today, would you lay your plans, lay your diary, lay your appointments before the Lord and say, Lord, lead my path. Fill me with your understanding, O Lord. I do not know whether I should go ahead with this business deal today or this academic course that seems right to me or this marriage proposal. But I want to run it through you, O God, and I want to seek your counsel. One last verse, verse 31. Those who oppress the poor insult the maker, but helping the poor honors him. Those who oppress the poor insult the maker, but helping the poor honors him. The word translated as oppress can also be translated as slanders. It includes the idea of putting down or belittling the other person. So those who belittle or demean the poor show contempt or insult for God. But you may ask, why is God insulted? The key is found in the word maker. That means all people, regardless of their social condition or financial standing, are created by God in his own image. Genesis 1.27 And this truth is repeated in Proverbs 22 and 2, where it says, The rich and the poor have this in common, the Lord is the maker of them all. So, to show contempt on God's creation is to slander God himself. So may I ask again, what is your attitude towards the maid who works in your house, the driver who drives you to work, the security guard who keeps a watch over your house? Those who oppress the poor, Mamba, insult the maker, but helping the poor honors him. Shall we pray together? Dear Lord, your word is indeed a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Would you continue to shine your word that we may walk the right path? Yes, there is a path that seems right to us, but it is not. There is a foundation that seems right, which is not. Help us to build on the right foundation, the rock called Jesus Christ, that we may stand the test of time. Lord, I pray for forgiveness. If I have treated the poor with contempt, I have inadvertently insulted you by not treating them well. So would you help me to honor them and thereby honor you? And this I ask in your name. Amen. Amen.